It's football commercial season. Become a USA Today Ad Meter panelist and watch and rate the big game commercials. You'll be entered to win a trip to the big game in 2022 just for registering. Sign up now and see official rules at admeter.usatoday.com. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Hill off the right shoulder, the snap, Lamar Jackson back to throw, guns it into the end zone, intercepted! Two yards deep in the end zone, intercepted by Taron Johnson, and he brings it out, and he's still on the run, he may go all the way, he's at the ball, the more 40, the 30, gets a block at the 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Touchdown! Taron Johnson goes 102 yards with an end zone interception, touchdown Buffalo! Wow! Well, that's right, Nick. Sometimes sports can be uh, sexual. And John Murphy on the local call there had all the feels watching Taron Johnson take that interception. 102 yards to the house. What a play. What a moment, man, right? Man, my God. That about sums it up, yeah. Murph got a little excited there. Um, <laughs> he, uh, he had it all flowing yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, He's been a broadcaster in the Buffalo area for a number of years. So, uh, you know, can't... Uh, I, I will join you in laughing at the uh, the way you described it, but like many people in Western New York, Murph has waited a long time for this. He used to be a local sports guy, then he was the he was on the team's radio show, and now he's just doing the broadcast. So hey, <laughs> Murph has waited for a long time to be in an AFC title game like the rest of us. So <laughs> I, I love hey, that's that's what I want to do with the show today. I, I just want to bask in it. The Bills are in the AFC Championship game. How awesome is that, right? Bills, Chiefs. And they did it because their defense dominated the Ravens in a 17-3 win. And hopefully folks bet the under because I didn't. I, I bet the over because I thought this game against the Ravens had shootout potential. The Ravens felt like a tough matchup. We talked about it last week. The Bills kind of have struggled at times against the run. You got Lamar Jackson playing some of the best football of his life. You got to tip your cap to Leslie Frazier and the Bills and what they were able to do on that side of the ball. I mean, it was definitely better than the week prior. Yeah, I mean, certainly I think that the number one thing was um, just keeping Jackson at bay. I mean, they had one one of his long runs came off the board because of a penalty. Um, aside from that, I mean, the only other uh, – he had one long run to extend that drive that they almost scored on. It, it was it was kind of – it was maybe like a second and – it was a second and long, and I just remember – looking back at the film and just it was almost like the Bills defense had like a lapse in judgment we're like oh crap that's right he can run and just like they forgot about it on like in that one play he and it's like them mind yeah 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 it was like whoa okay and he ran right up the middle and got the first down and then I think maybe two or three plays, plays later that uh now uh famous uh interception happened but um yeah aside from that I don't know the Bills had him back on their own goal line the one time and they kind of just forgot to cover Marquise Brown uh I mean it was just an all just the all around as cliche as it is the all around effort from this Bills team was just I mean a thing of beauty almost right I mean what what wow this team going back to I know that we were talking about it last week Ryan you know going back to that midpoint of the season and how they've kind of turned it around on defense kind of similar to the way the Ravens really have had as well going into last week um but they really kind of just 
right in our faces were I don't want to say lied to us, but they were like, hey, you know, we're we're, we're not lied to us, but maybe Gary Hughes solely lied to us. That we're we're going to have a different game plan against Lamar Jackson, and we're okay, okay. That's what Gary said last week. And Gary Hughes, two sacks, really the leader of the Bills uh, defense on the entire day. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, they looked a lot, uh, a lot, a lot similar to last year, and good, good thing you did that because uh, Jackson, I think, had he had 38 or 36 rushing yards in this game. Of course, he didn't finish it, but uh, nonetheless, you know, keeping him to that number, rushing the ball, keeping him in the pocket like that—that that was perfect. Uh, pulling it up right now, he only had. Um, 34 yards rushing, excuse me, and he had 40 the year before in an entire game against the Bills. So the Bills just completely contained him. Um, I think a lot of that goes to, I mentioned Jerry Hughes on the edge, a couple of those edge players, Trent Murphy, who's been a healthy scratch for weeks now. He played well. And, he was uh, noticeable, Ed- yeah. He, he stood out. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't play. You wouldn't think that if you're if you're a casual Buffalo Bills fan watching some divisional round football, you wouldn't re- realize that that guy's been scratched for about 10 games in a row now. Yeah. And, uh, and then finally, Tremaine Edmonds is really right from the get-go early on in the first half in particular. He had a couple, um, you know, Tremaine Edmonds is the guy you kind of describe in the Bills defense. We were like, if there's one, if, speaking of Taron Johnson, if there's one guy that you want to see in the middle of the night down a dark alley, it is Taron Johnson, who's like, you know, five foot nine and like skinny and tiny. Like Tremaine Edmonds is that six foot six, 250 pound guy. We were just like, just end me. Like the dude is a freak. And he's he is, fast. Yeah, yeah, he's a freak. He got sidelined to sideline so many times on Lamar and, and ended at least two early drives. I remember I made note of really good game by him and, and Buffalo's whole linebacking crew. There's another time on second down where A.J. Klein really tracked down Lamar quickly and then the Bills ended up stopping him on third down. And just that front seven really, really just brought it for the Bills. That was so good. And and we had to play that John Murphy clip because it was a great call and the excitement and, and everybody was sharing that excitement when Taron Johnson's running 102 yards with the pick six. And, and that was the turning point. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's easy to forget, Nick, that the Ravens were about to finish off a 15 play nine minute drive with a score. Uh, they were either going to make it 10-10 if they were able to punch in a touchdown or they were just going to at least kick a chippy field goal and make it 10-6 going into the fourth quarter, very much still in the game. Instead, Johnson picks off the pass and kind of aggressively takes it out of the end zone, right? There was, uh, was it Mark Andrews? There was a tight end right next to him. He was able to shake free of him. He decides to take it out. I was laughing after the game when I saw Josh Allen's presser and he was like he was thinking oh, oh dang you're gonna get tackled at the five or ten don't do it don't take it out but he takes it out finds some open daylight trey white goes up and blocks lamar jackson who i think kind of quit on the play i don't think lamar gave his full effort he, he saw trey white coming and he was like i ah, forget it i can't catch this guy so what a freaking play and yeah you're right the bills do go on to finish that thing off the 17 to 3 win because lamar can't finish the game in part because lamar can't finish the game and why couldn't lamar finish the game well, it's because the Ravens can't freaking snap the ball, Nick. How how unprofessional is this center of theirs? He can't snap it. I mean, he this Patrick Macari. He he said yeah. he said the seven thousand Bills fans in the stadium made an impact on the game, and you know I want to give Bills fans and everybody who was in that stadium some credit because they were loud and they were awesome, and you could hear the crowd noise on that call, and that's real crowd noise. The Bills fans were loud, and I do think they made an impact. I think the Bills fed off them, but this guy sucked. He can't, he can't snap it. He was all over the place. The Ravens play 
their entire offensive game plan is out of the shotgun or the pistol, right? And they, they do that thing over and over and over. And it made me, it jogged my memory. The Ravens lost to the Patriots. I don't know if you remember this. The Ravens lost to the Patriots on a very similar kind of game where the Ravens are screwing up the snap left and right. I could not believe this guy couldn't snap the football. How crazy was that? Yeah, no, that was that was something. And to your point, I mean, it was only around seven thousand people in that area uh, in terms of people on the door, the doorway there. And I'll give it to them. Uh, you know, they were loud, but uh, the Chiefs, the uh, pardon, not the Chiefs, the Ravens in general, they have to. Uh, I mean, they got to be a little bit more prepared, a little bit smarter there, because there was also during that sequence there. I mentioned Marquise Brown. They, they, the Ravens got backed up on their own goal line because of Bills fans and because of they didn't prepare. They didn't prepare any sort of silent count for the game, or they weren't running with any kind of silent count there. And another offensive lineman, uh, we we actually just tossed this up on Bills Wire today, um, uh, along with the center there, Makari uh, Bradley Bosman Bozeman. He uh, he he also took a false start, and uh, you could notice. I tweeted it out too. If you, if you find me on Twitter. I can scroll down my like media feed or whatever. There was a time where he took a false start. You could see the camera panned on him. You know, you, you know when someone someone gets a flag, the camera automatically goes to the, that player. Right. It, it looked like he was saying to the guy next to him, "Like I can't hear anything." <laughs> where he's trying to like go for the snapcon. I was like, I was like, wow. I actually, I actually ended up missing the Marquise Brown like thirty yard catch on like third and nineteen there because I was trying to go on my. My, I watched a game on Fubo TV, and I was trying to like record my screen. I was going to go back and like record it and just go. Did this guy just say he couldn't hear in a stadium filled with seven thousand people? Inexcusable. Yeah, I was like what? But of course, yeah, in a more more inexcusable, I accidentally like changed the channel instead of went back, so then I missed that like thirty yard play, and I was like, what the hell just happened? How they were just. So I didn't miss that one. So my bad on that one, everyone. But uh, well, thankfully, it didn't make an impact, Nick. You know. Yeah, yeah, that one, that one play maybe, but uh, you know, not, not the whole game. It only happened that one time. Yeah, no. So, so uh, on the offensive side of the ball, giving some love to the defense as we should. But on the offensive side, it was really interesting. We talked, we spent a, we spent way too much time last week, Nick, talking about, oh, what are they going to do with uh, Devin Singletary and TJ Yeldon? We had a whole like, we did a whole spiel about that thing, and it turns out they just didn't want to run the ball at all, right? They just wanted to let Josh Allen throw it. Every freaking play. It was unbelievable. I'm watching. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't think they've run the ball once. And, and I pull out my phone and I'm looking at the box score. And sure enough, in the entire first quarter, I don't think they ran the ball. I think they didn't run at all in the first half. It was like a Josh Allen four-yard run or something. It, it took them a long time to hand it off to a running back. The Bills end up rushing it 16 times for 32 yards. So zero run game. On a night where it was kind of one of those windy, cold, western New York kind of games in Buffalo, right? And they put the ball game in Josh Allen's hands. And they basically say, you're our best player. We're going to win and lose with Josh Allen. Uh, We're not going to try to run the ball into a defense that completely shut down Derrick Henry and the Titans. So I thought that was interesting. A lot of people, you know, put on their analyst caps and were giving their opinions on Twitter throughout the night, Nick, as that game wore on. But I actually of kind of liked it. I, I thought that was, oh, you know, I, now McDermott kind of downplayed it post game. He kind of said, well, that got away from us. We should have been more balanced. But I don't know. I, I think they said, hey, look, we don't have our usual one two punch at running back. This team is stout against the run. And Josh Allen's our best player, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. Why not let him throw it? Why not live and die with Josh Allen? Maybe that's our best chance to beat this defense. I don't know. I think I kind of liked that. I thought it was a different way to approach the game, a way that definitely none of us saw coming. What do you think of the game plan? I was a little bit more on the fence. I agreed. 
I didn't necessarily disagree with it, but I also didn't fully agree with it. Um, I think the one thing, the, the dishonest thing that the Bills really do to their running backs in, in both uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss is two things. One, they don't have good run blockers. It's I watch this Bills offensive line every week, and just they pass protect so much better than they run block. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's just all they practice or what, but it's just, it's just what they do every week. It, it's almost crazy. Like they, their offensive linemen really don't get to the second level when they block. But also, you kind of they always say with the run game, you know. I mean, I never was never running back in the NFL. I'm just going off of what a lot of running backs have said. Um, you know, you, you get into a groove, and these guys in zero out of 18 games now have been given an opportunity. Uh, excuse me. One game that got into a groove, and you'll remember it as a Patriots guy, the day when it was just total garbage weather and all the two teams could do is run the ball. Yes. Aside from yep. that, every other Bills game this year, when it's been a fair weather game, never, running the ball is never a priority for this team. And, hey, you know what? You did get this kind of record, 13-3 record, and into the AFC title game doing it. I would have gone maybe – I mean, the Bills were pretty much at – 100% passing, right? Their first 20 plays were were pass plays, and the only run play was when they called the pass play, and Josh Allen ended up scrambling for like four yards. So it's yeah, it was completely wild. yeah, it was completely just a passing game. I would have sprinkled in a couple runs there just to keep them honest. <laughs> they didn't maybe even try. Like no, it didn't even try. Like tried to maybe set up the play action, you know, because actually running the ball does open up a couple things for you keeps the defense a little honest i mean you saw guys like cole beasley could not go, get involved in the game at all he was playing a little bit dinged up but then again the week before he was playing more close more recently to when he got injured if you follow uh when he got injured in the season finale yep. the next weekend he ended up playing and he ended up playing a big role in the offense well this past week i know he had marlon humphrey on him coming out of the corner out of the uh, nickel corner spot pardon but i mean he didn't get involved in the game at all probably because a guy like humphrey who's in the middle there who's going to be an asset in run defense and didn't even give a crap about the run defense for 95% of the game. Right. So that doesn't help. Um, of course, again, I mentioned the play action game. I just thought that would have maybe opened things up a little bit. Of course, then they do finally run the ball and he gets like four yards on it. Cause they still can't run block, but, um, and Devin Singletary that is, but I would have maybe, you know, 20 of those pass plays, I would have called four or five runs. I'm not saying that they could have been a 50, 50 split. That's a good thing that they rolled with Josh Allen. He got him there, but, it was certainly interesting to say the least, and I don't know if. And as the week rolled on, as the hours rolled on over the weekend, I don't know if the Chargers went, uh, "What the hell's wrong with this guy calling all these pass plays? We don't want to hire him because he ended up not. Brian Dable ended up not getting hired by right, the Chargers, right, right, like right. a lot of people expected. Yeah, so he might maybe, be here after all next year. Uh, yeah, yeah. So maybe they saw that and were like, "What the hell's this guy doing?" <laughs> Decided against it, but uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it, there, Ryan. I kind of was, I was in favor of it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I guess you could say. I think they could have given. You know, Devin Singletary, another chance or two. He he did feature in a couple passes, but hey, you know, they won, so what do I know? They put the game in Allen's hand. I can't fault them for that, you know? They asked him to throw it 37 times, and while he did get sacked a couple times, he did fumble. They didn't lose that fumble, Nick. They're good at recovering Josh Allen's fumble, so that's, that's a good thing with the Bills offensive line, I guess. Allen hits Stephon Diggs on some big throws. He navigates the win pretty well. And the Bills do enough to win the ball game, but I do give the Bills defense uh, a lot of the credit. They were awesome, and that play by Johnson was just freaking incredible. So, coming up next, though, let's get into just an awesome AFC Championship game. Bills, Chiefs, Nick and I will 
talk about the spread. We'll talk about the first meeting. We'll talk about the matchup here. What could be different this time around? Maybe we'll give some picks as well. So we'll get into all that coming up next. But first, here's some sports betting advice. It's that time again for the line of the week. The inside track to the favorites, the underdogs, and the over-unders. I think I want my money back. Now, here are Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren from USA Today's Sportsbook Wire. Hello, I'm Eston McLaren of SportsbookWire.com and Bet Slippin' Podcast, joined by my colleague Jeff Clark. We're breaking down the NFC Championship game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home at Lambeau Field. Jeff... And the Bucks keep it within a field goal in the cold at Lambeau. Oh, for sure. I'm taking Tom Brady. Tom Brady's team plus three in the hook in a conference title game. Their defense is legit. They could be getting back defensive tackle Vita Vey, which is going to help keep Green Bay to some third and longs. And also, it'll let the Tampa Bay back, uh, Tampa Bay pass rushers pin their airs back and take advantage of a Green Bay offensive line that's a little weakened with David Bakhtiari out with injury. Packers had little trouble against the number one rated defense of the Los Angeles Rams last week. That offensive line still number one in pass blocking, still number one in run blocking. I'm all over Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They're going to win by over four points. You know, Deion said it's a party in there. Um, You know, the emotions are still uh, flying high. I guess just from your perspective, what are the emotions like of uh, making it to the AFC championship game? Yeah, just awesome. It's you know we, we came here with a with a vision, and uh, you know it's it's uh, seeing it um, move forward. I guess is the best way to say it. You know we're not there yet, but move forward in the right direction is um, is good to see and and uh, feels good. And what a great environment! I know uh, you know again all all of our fans couldn't be in the building, but uh, you know it was loud again for two weeks straight and. Um, I thought it was a typical Western New York night here with the wind and snow flurries on my way over to the stadium. Uh, it looked like uh, I thought it was going to be a repeat of the Colts game uh, a few years ago because it was coming down. And, and, uh, and so uh, just, just great experience, great atmosphere. Uh, congrats to all the Bills fans out there. You got to love that, Nick. So the reporter sends Sean McDermott a question. What's your emotions like, Sean? And, and there he is chilling on that leather couch on the, uh, on the Zoom call, right? Just kind of chilling on his couch, talking about the game, very even keeled, very Sean McDermott in his post-game uh, press conference. Ah, you know, it's just uh, congratulations to Bills fans. But for us, it's just another win, another game, another, another step in the right direction. So typical Sean McDermott post-game. Yeah, that's that's about it. He's uh, he's, he's usually pretty pretty even keeled a lot of the times, and uh, he, he, to me, he more so gets a little bit more worked up during the week when he's tr- when people are trying to get answers out of him. Not that the the, the Buffalo media really presses him very hard, but he's not gonna uh, you know he's not gonna give up a, a, a slight at all. You know, even even I mentioned we were having a laugh about it last week how how we mentioned Christian Wade the international rugby player right. that might I like, come up I like come that up part of last week's episode that. I did like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like he gets he pulls that one out. We're just like, come on. But uh, yeah, no post game with a win, unless a referee makes a makes a uh, makes a boneheaded call. And in, in, in his opinion, I would say, um, you know, he is pretty even keeled. And to McDermott's credit, he has been around a lot of teams in his career. That um, you know, speaking of uh, the Chiefs, that we'll get to here now. He. Uh, he has, he's very familiar with Andy Reid. Andy Reid gave him his first job, and he was also the first guy to hire him in the NFL. 
um, back when they were at the Eagles. And we know Andy Reid made it pretty far a lot of times and didn't didn't exactly, you know, get the final final touches on on things in the uh, in the past there with the Eagles. And then uh, kind of the same thing. Um, under uh, Ron Rivera and with the uh, Panthers, uh, McDermott eventually went to uh, where he was defensive coordinator. He went to the Super Bowl there. And, of course, that was uh, Cam Newton's MVP year, who, uh, yeah, is not an MVP anymore. But uh, nonetheless, uh, yeah, yeah, McDermott knows that even though, you know, even though they've been pretty – they're pretty far right now, he knows he's been to this – he's been to this point before and stopped here, I guess we could say, several times. Now, so I, I he's going to keep oh, it God. very even keel. Yeah, yeah. I got to kick out of that because he's just kind of very even keeled, very calm, and you can hear the music blasting in the uh, background. And all the all the reporters want to do is ask him about the – what's the scene like in the locker room, Sean? I think he got like four straight <laughs> questions about the scene in the locker room. So oh, everybody's yeah. fired up. The players, oh, the media, please, everyone's please, fired you could, up. You could uh, – I, I could – give you some more takes on how many times he gets asked the same thing but that's, <laughs> yeah, sure. that's another podcast sure. eh? <laughs> just keep, just keep asking him something until he gives you what you want that's that's yeah. uh, an old reporter trick right uh, exactly but here we are bills are in the afc championship game they get the late window nick so the 640 eastern kickoff so josh allen patrick mahomes bills chiefs they'll follow the nfc championship game so brady rogers they'll go in green bay early at the 3 p.m kickoff bills get the later window Weather looks fine. Chance of showers, maybe not. 40-degree weather. So nothing like the first. I think there was crap weather when the Chiefs played the Bills earlier this season in western New York. We could talk about that as well. Bills open as three-point underdogs in Kansas City, even with Patrick Mahomes and concussion protocol. And let's be honest, Nick, Mahomes is going to play. Uh, there's no chance he's not going to play. So I'm not even going to spend any time on the Mahomes concussion. He's going to play. But speaking of that, the Bills did play the Chiefs at home on a Monday night football game in week six. And I... I think I have this right. Week six was also the week that the Bucks crushed the Packers. So <laughs> week six was a preview of the uh, eventual championship weekend. I thought that was kind of funny. So, yeah, while the, the Buccaneers crushed the Packers, and then on that Monday night, the Chiefs beat the Bills 26-17. to 17. And I'm sure you remember, Nick, because we talked uh, you know, at length about this game. That was the game where the Bills got gashed by rookie running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He rushed 26 times for 161 yards, averaged 6.2 yards per rush. And the Bills gave up 245 rush yards in that game overall. So uh, it almost feels similar to what we were talking about last week. Like, Bills are going to have to do better against the run. Now, I know the weather was crappy in that first game. And that, you know, kind of like that Bills-Patriots meeting, you know, I guess... You know, there's a lot more runs probably than passes, and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill didn't have huge games for Kansas City, and but we can't really evaluate how well the Bills did against them if the Chiefs are just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and the Bills couldn't tackle them, right? But uh, it does feel like something similar to this Ravens game where the Bills are going to have to step up and play better on defense if they're going to have a chance to win. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, I'm hearing that Mahomes is definitely going to play too. So 100%. I would, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't no, think no time about that for a nope. second. Nope, he's playing. And uh, yeah, this defense they need to uh, they need to straighten out those run run struggles again. But um, you know what? Having said that, um, hey, they uh, they uh, had a good good game last week against the number one rushing rushing the offense in the entire league. Three guys. In three NFL seasons ever, a team has had three rushers go for 700-plus yards. Two of them have been the Ravens of last year and this year, and the Bills shut them down on both 
both times they faced them, the past those seasons, from rushing the ball, which is incredible. Yep. But um, again, yeah, I mean, what a complex situation though now because okay, so the Bills are going to concentrate on shutting down the Ravens' run defense or run offense. Good, great plan, great idea, best idea you can think of. Their passing offense was also the worst in the league, so right. it, it was a lot easier of a decision to you know. <laughs> yeah, um, Lamar can't throw, so we'll just focus on the run. But it's a little yeah. harder this time around. Well, this guy over here, he can he can do a little throwing. He's got a good. So, yeah, yeah, he's okay, above average, um, bare minimal, and uh, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, they got they have to close things up uh, against the run, and um, I think the Bills just were poor tackling that day. You know, they they, they were playing still um, without Matt Milano that game. I think he. Yes. I always talk about several times. Actually, the Bills the Bills are undefeated this year when Matt Milano plays. Right, so haven't lost with Milano in the lineup, so that's huge. So that's that's something, um, but. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be an issue. Like, how do the Bills their whole thing, their whole whole fallback of that last last game, that twenty six to seventeen loss was? Well, you know, guys, we had to try to stop Pat Mahomes. If you're trying to stop Pat Mahomes, you can't stop everybody. Well, let's not take that approach this time. Let's not take that mindset. Uh, Andy Reid's smart, so he will. They'll just run it. They'll just run it down your throat. They'll do that thing. They're they're not afraid to. Uh, you know, Mahomes yeah, will still get I, his. I don't even, and I don't even necessarily think, you know, that the Chiefs would have went into that game going, hey, you know, we got the we got this MVP quarterback here. You know, we're going to show him we're going to run the ball. I think they just started running the ball. And, you know, they ran it four, five, six, seven times. They're, <laughs> like they're not going to oh, tackle well, the kid. We'll keep giving it to him. Hey, well, shoot. Why not? Let's just, let's just let him get 160 yards rushing today if that works. So, yeah, that, that ended up shortening the game. And, uh Man, that was uh, that seems like a lifetime ago now with it, this roller coaster that this it Bills does. team. It does. It does. And the Bills had trouble with Edward Solaire. Now he hasn't even played since Week 15. He was out last week against the Browns, so I'm not sure what his, you know his injury situation is. But he he could be uh, even if he's active, he might not be you know used like he was in that first game. So that'll be interesting to see. But I think another big storyline was is Josh Allen. He was not good in that first game. You know, he was 14 for 27, less than 50 percent. Only 122 yards passing through a pick in that game. Now, you know, I don't, I don't know if he had the ball as much as he's used to because, uh, you know, like we've been talking about, the Bills could not tackle the Chiefs in that game. And the Chiefs had the ball the whole game, it seemed like. But uh, Allen was not good, and we're going to need to see a better Josh Allen. But you know what, Nick? I, I'm at the point now where, you know, haters be darned. I, screw them. Like, I, I just, I, I'm at the point now where I don't worry about him. Yeah, I certainly think last last week he was probably a little bit below. If you, if you want to hold Josh Allen to MVP standards like, uh, you know, Bills fans like to all the time now, which is for good reason, um, you have to do that on his off days, too. And he certainly had a below average uh, outing last week, if you will. Uh, but in terms of that, you you really got to give it the eye test as well. Was he his usual self? No. Did he manage that game very well? Yes. Uh, I think he performed the way that he needed to to win and the bills got it done um, did his coach call any run plays no <laughs> did his coach even pretend he was going to run the ball absolutely not yeah and not to cut um, you off too but it was very very windy and they kept showing the flags on that broadcast and my, i think my favorite part of the game was on the broadcast nick and hopefully you were watching because this is hilarious when the, the sideline reporter goes you know it's the, the wind has died down it's not that windy and and Meanwhile, they're showing the flags just ripping in the wind, right? And the broadcasters are just laughing, laughing hysterically in the booth like, what are you talking about? It's freaking windy out here. I thought that was awesome, but go on. Yeah, yeah. It, does, it, it is an interesting, like, the wind tunnel there that is Orchard Park. I right, mean, you're right. Right on, you're right on the lake. Um, 
I mean, it's it, it's that lake effect is is no joke. It can, it can be at times. Of course, we won't have that problem this week because we are not going to be in Orchard Park. We're going to be down at Arrowhead. But um, yeah, I, I mean, Allen, I think he's going to definitely play better than he was last time. I think that's pretty pretty easy to say because he that was kind of his you know first four games great, next four games good, then he kind of went back to being great again. So. That's that's kind of been Allen's trajectory throughout the year, I think, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and like I said, I'm just not worried about him. But uh, I think there's one one thing that you could worry about as a Bills fan a little bit here um, is that they are going on the road, as you just mentioned, Nick, not going to be at home, where I think Bills Mafia has given them a little bit of a boost, especially in that Colts game when things got a little wild there in the fourth quarter. You know, could lean on their crowd a little bit. And definitely, I think the crowd played a factor. The Ravens couldn't figure out how to snap the ball. And <laughs> get, yeah. You know. But now they're going to Arrowhead, which it seems like they're getting closer to capacity, Nick. Every time I see that stadium, it seems like it's filling up more and more. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if every seat's filled for this game, knowing Kansas City. Over yeah, no, they show the, coming from the Buffalo standpoint, I remember watching the game last week, and they would do like, you know, the over, um, you know, it, you know, they have like the over the field camera going all around and they, you know, they'll, they'll go over the huddle and then they'll do the, the panoramic background of like, you know, Mahomes coming out of the huddle and he's looking at the defense and the defense is spreading out of their huddle. And you can see the crowd. And I was like, holy crap, like, like everyone is there. Like in Buffalo, they don't, don't, they're not selling the upper deck. In Kansas City, it's, you know, and they're, they're not even doing, I was, you know, I wrote one of our stories today that they're not, uh, they're not, you know, COVID testing. They're, Allowing you to tailgate, they are highly recommending that you wear a mask in the parking lot, folks. If you're going, just wear a damn mask. Um, the game, the game, you gotta wear. Yeah, in the game, you gotta wear it. Um, but you know, outside in the uh, parking lot, it's like, ah, eh, okay. Well, <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. It's a different world over there in, K- in KC. Uh, so, <laughs> but you know, so like, like I said, the Bills are a three-point dog in this game, and let's make our picks, Nick. Uh, for me, and like this is going to be a little bit of a homer take here, but I love the Bills. I'm on the Bills bandwagon. Uh, I'm all in on Josh Allen. I've been talking about that. So personally, I'm pulling for the Bills, and I think at three points, I might. I might buy a half a point and take them at three and a half. Maybe I think this could easily be a field goal game. I, I don't know if I'm betting the bills money line. I think it's, it's still too scary in Kansas city against Patrick Mahomes against the super bowl champs. The bills still have to prove themselves. So I think they, you know, they can go in there. I think they're capable of going in there and winning. I just don't know if I'm going to pick them outright. I don't know if I'm going to bet the money line, but if I could get bills three and a half at a decent price, I think I would definitely wager bills, take the points and the total at 53.5 right now, I I have to like the over. I, I just think that there's going to be – I think even if the game starts out slow, maybe a first half under. But I think second half, I've seen it so many times. Like Mahomes will start cooking Josh Allen in the offense and Stephon Diggs and them. They'll have to start matching them. And there could be some points on the board in a hurry in the second half, maybe similar to that Bills-Colts game where points are going on the board late and now it's a all of a sudden it's a race to the finish. So – I like the uh, the over, but of course, you know, picking the totals last weekend, I was just completely over. Like I said, I, I picked the over in the Bills-Ravens game. That didn't work out. And I also picked the over in the Chiefs-Browns game, which, again, I thought was a sure thing over, and that thing went under. So uh, maybe you shouldn't listen to me on the point total too much, but uh, I like the Bills if I can get them at three and a half because I think this could easily be a three-point kind of game either way. And the total at 53 and a half, I'm, I'm leaning over. What do you think? You're gonna to have to let me start with my my supreme weekend on on, on the 
sports books. I was three for four on the bets. I had a big weekend for me. Pretty good. And uh, the only one I lost did involve the Chiefs, but I had two bets involving the Chiefs, right? So I picked the Bills, and I took, took the old uh, spread. They took that. Uh, and then I parlayed that with Chiefs' money line because I wanted to bet the Chiefs game, right? But I'm like, the money line, like, I, I think they're definitely going to beat the Browns. I mean, that's not even going to be exciting. But I wanted to also, you know, make a little parlay, add a couple dollar bills. You know how that works, Ryan. 100%. So I did that, won that one. Then I did uh, one of my famous prop bets um, for the uh, for the Chiefs, and, and they were pretty. They were tough ones to come by. Um, I uh, I think I did Mahomes rushing yards, which is only like 18 yards. And he, he was running around out there quite a bit. I think I hit that one, whatever it was. I can't remember between him and Baker. I was looking at. Um, so we we hit that one. We had a Travis Kelsey touchdown. Hit that one. Took the money line again, but the one I missed was because Mahomes went out. I'm gonna say, and it was the over under modified a lower one to like 42 or 43 points something in there, and they ended up missing it by like a touchdown or something oh. because I because you know I was like oh Mahomes Mahomes if he was still in there they'd definitely get another touchdown. He went out in the third quarter. Right. I was like that's, that's definitely another touchdown. That's definitely happening, but. I ended up losing that prop bet, but you know, I, I think if Mahomes would have been in there still, I would have went had a four for four clean sweep weekend, and that was, you know, I was feeling good. I was Pretty feeling good. good That's but, not bad for you. But in this weekend here, um, I mean, it's tough so far. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a, not to just give the uh, boring take. I don't want to give my un- unhonest opinion and, and give us a uh, you know first take thing here with Stephen A. and Max Kellerman where one's just disagreeing to disagree. I'm going to have to probably agree with you, Ryan. If it's three and a half, I'm thinking that that's a nice number for the Bills in terms of the the, <clears throat> the uh, numbers here, in terms of the sports books. And, um, you know, it's really tough. This is, this is so far, I think, you know, because we do this, we record on Tuesdays. We drop this on Wednesday, Thursday, as folks know by now at the end of the season. And, uh, it's tough. I'm, I think I'm going with the the Chiefs right now. So I mean, 20, 27 to seventeen, that twenty six to seventeen game last time. You know, again they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They they've been going after it for for a little bit longer than the Bills now in this just blistering pace. I don't think the Bills are very far off at all from 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 these guys, and they really could go either way. But it's it's it's. You know, it's tough to beat a team twice in uh, in the same year. I know, but uh, I don't know. Just this this Chiefs team. You know, it's uh, they're tough. They they're good. They don't have a win. They're good. And my biggest my biggest key here. I already brought up his name, and I'm not saying it because he won me some money potentially or got made me look smart. But Travis Kelsey. A lot of people are looking at this. Um, the Bills did a good job against Mark Andrews last week, but. He, I think he had four catches, 26 yards on like 11 targets or something. So they really locked him down. But I mean, the Ravens don't got anyone else besides him, right? The Bills are not going to be able to give extra resources out to cover Travis Kelsey, who, yes, 245 rushing yards last time against this Bills, um, Bills defense. Travis Kelsey had two touchdowns last time, everyone. He, he beat the Bills up pretty good. He had a good game against the Bills last time. I mean, when you're covering Tariq Hill – you know, pick your pick your poison between everyone else on that offense. You know, Sammy Watkins maybe he'll play, maybe he won't won't play. And either way, they're just an offense that keeps rolling. Between if it's in the backfield with Williams, you know, you got Demarcus Robinson, you got uh, Hardman, you got all these guys that are just flying out there for the Chiefs. And again, when you've seen it all too often there in New England, where uh, you know you can have some. 
decent guys for catching the ball as long as you have a really good guy throwing the damn thing. It helps. <laughs> Well, you, so. you you caught me, um, you know, kind of catering to my own take there because I did say that the Bills did fine against Kelsey and Hill, probably because of the game plan with them running the ball twenty six times. Well, at least with Edwards Hilaire, they they rushed it twenty six times. But uh, yeah, the Kelsey touchdowns that that was something I just conveniently left out of my take, Nick, because I, I was trying to I was trying to fit. <laughs> well, that it's a good time to do it. I mean, the Bills they did have a good game against uh, against Mark Andrews last week. They were phenomenal and they were kind of brutal the week before though against the Colts and covering the tight ends it was really like a, a 180 flip there I mean the 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 Colts kind of ran out what was it Mo Ali Cox uh Jack Doyle and Trey Trey Burton is it um I mean those those guys just roasted the Bills they had about 150 yards combined I think or, or something like that or 100 100 plus yards and you know tight ends unless it's Travis Kelsey you don't really see that very often and what do you know Travis Kelsey is literally on the other sideline for this game so <laughs> No doubt, no doubt. So so there it is, AFC Championship game. How fun is that? Bills, Chiefs. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you want to leave one final word. I don't know if you officially made a pick. It sounded like you're picking the Chiefs to win outright when you make your pick for the Bills wire or whatever, your prediction. Um, but, you know, do you want to make a pick on, like, the total at 53.5 if it stays there? What do you think about You think this might be a high-scoring game? I'll leave you with the final word. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking high scoring. If it's if Mahomes goes, I'll say yes uh, over. Um, but also, um, you know, I don't have my final score yet. But I will say probably, you know, I'll probably give the Qs by maybe like a touchdown or something like that. Um, it's because they're a very good team, and and I promise, Bills Mafia, I would love to eat my words. I would love to see them in a Super Bowl. But it's just, I, and I even I went down to the wire in that week sixteen Patriots game where I finally did flip my mind. You oh, did I, convince me, Ryan, I, I to spent, flip my mind. I spent like two months trying to convince you out of that. Yeah, I I still was just like this. Just they they don't do this this you know <laughs> same old same old. They're gonna lose to the Patriots at least once. Well, they didn't. But, I mean, this is just still almost like a similar thing where this team is so good, this Chiefs team. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think they're going to be ready to play. And they, they, they're they a good team, guys. They're a good team. And I think this is going to line up as a great game. And I don't mean to finish off with that wishy-washy, wishy-washy cliche point that way. We're going to have a good time, folks, watching <laughs> this one. But it is going to be a good game, I think. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Kansas City. But, um, Bills, please prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. I didn't think I'd see this game in my lifetime. Let's put it to you that way. So if I saw the Super Bowl with the Bills, then that'd be a pretty damn good uh, Sunday for me. It's it's so awesome. It's going to be so fun. I think the four best teams are still alive. Probably the four best quarterbacks going right now. It's just uh, what a treat, man. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a phenomenal Sunday. And I get what you're saying. I, I understand why you're nervous as a Bills fan and, and Bills writer, Nick. I mean, the Chiefs just know how to finish games. They know how to win even if they're down in the second half, even if they're down in the fourth quarter, it doesn't matter. Uh, Mahomes knows how to bring them back. And even if he gets knocked out, they know how to win a game with Chad freaking Henny, right? So forget it. I mean, the, the Chiefs are so tough and they know how to win. But I still think this could be a three-point So I'm going to play the homer card a little bit. I still think this is going to be a three-point spread either way. And I think the Bills have a legit chance to be that team that, that wins by a field goal. But I'm going to I'm going to stop short of making an actual prediction, but I'm so I'm going to cop out there, Nick. But I'm going to say, if the Bills stay as a three point underdog, I'm buying the half point. I'm taking the Bills at three and a half. I like that spread. I think it'll be a three point game, but we'll see, man. Can't wait for it. Bills, Chiefs, winner could get Brady or Rogers in the Super Bowl. Oh, it doesn't get much better than that, does it? So, uh, for Nick Wotton, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We'll talk to you next week on the Bills Wire podcast. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the game. 
This USA Today Sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.